Hello, and welcome to the Cubicorn Games Podcast. My name is Dustin Morbido. We have a fun show today. I think it's going to be a good time talking about video games and the playing and making thereof. Oh, wow. And joining me to do that in the room, Lorraine Morbido is here. I'm always in the room. I don't get to leave. <laughs> I, I'm Dude, to that's where she lives. I'm trying yeah, to think if there's, ever a, if there's ever a time where we recorded separately. Probably not. I don't think so. I don't think there would have. Yeah. Tied at the hip. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the left hand because we're go. married. Oh, mm. married. And then joining us via the internet. Wow. Through time and space. Brian Lepfer is here. Wow. Shalom, <laughs> moshi mosh, etc. You got it. Uh, woo. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. I'm going to start with like frustration and progress, and then oh, we'll build we to playing games. But uh, so I was just going to say, oh, we're like, going to talk about my stuff first. <laughs> well, <laughs> different frustration. So uh, content warning. It's feed. been a, yeah, it's been actually a pretty productive week. All things considered, more better than I thought it would have been because I we had our so our internet went out. Yeah, oh, on like right. the crack of dawn. God, that's probably it was why like this six week in the morning Tuesday. So uh, Tuesday me. morning, our internet went out. It just died. Like mm-hmm. it, it flipped from working to not working. <laughs> and so at the very least, it was easy for me to like get an initial appointment. Mm-hmm. I just like had to open the AT and T app and click. They were like, "Did you plug it? And unplug it? Yes." It's like, all right, we'll send somebody out. <laughs> they literally came that day, like or the next good. day. No, it was, it the, was next the next day. day. Yeah, it, it was. Wednesday. It was like about twenty four hours. Um, but the, but the the rub there was that like it was a massive. It was Something. like we'll be there between noon and four p.m. <laughs> so it was just a massive span of time to just kind of have to sit there waiting for somebody to drive mm-hmm. up to the house. A guy came, couldn't fix it. Uh, he's like, "There's a problem further down the line. Like it's not your connection, like directly out on the street or whatever." So he's like, "I gotta go, I gotta get the outside guy, like somebody to to come with like a cherry picker mm-hmm. and go like." Basically, like systematically down the block and find where the where the like disconnect was, and so luckily that only ha- still happened a day later. But yeah. that that p- appointment was like he was like he'll show up whenever. Like they didn't give me a time range even at that point. So he I was literally like, came at like eight forty five. Yeah, because like, I was, I was going to leave to go to work. Yeah, I was planning to be up around nine a.m. and I was like, I'll just have to sit. I'll sit here in the living room till somebody shows up. And then Lorraine, as she was get, heading out the door, she like, like punched you. He's like, here. Hey, the dude's here. <laughs> um, and then I, about like five or six hours after that. It was like in the afternoon. He finally got it fixed. Oh, he was there that long. <laughs> I, I did not have any context for like time passing. It, it was, a, I was a little less than that, I think. It, I think it, was, it was like around, around noon or 1 p.m. Yeah. But that was apparently, we, we can't escape the squirrels because the thing he told me was like, he's like, oh yeah, some squ- squirrels chewed through the <laughs> the fiber line about a thousand feet down the block. And I was like, oh great. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what you get for kicking them out of your <laughs> That's house. That's right, they kicked them out of the house and they were like, all right, but what if no internet? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> they had to find the spot. They had to go. You have any have far a thousand feet is for a squirrel <laughs> they, they, they went but what if we kissed under the <laughs> we kissed we... through the fiber line uh-huh. but yeah <laughs> love all the, is love uh, all things considered i was actually like i think they did an okay job with the turnaround like i said i just would have mm-hmm. preferred especially on the second day to have like a just tell me a time when you guys are gonna yeah. be here don't make me just like sit around waiting all day but i mean they was, didn't but also yeah. but that was a like it was that. It was like I could only get so invested in doing anything either of those mm-hmm. days because I kind of just had to be on notice for when somebody was going to come by or what they'd fucking need something or whatever. But luckily, I was messing with stuff that didn't really require being online too much anyway because yeah. I was doing a bunch of little level design tweaks on Cucumber stuff. And I was like, oh, I can be offline for this. It's not that big a deal. Uh, so that's why where the most of my week has gone. And then I just wanted to share a cautionary tale of game design. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Before we... uh. Like segue into anything further here, but the the thing I was doing last night, which Larry saw a couple other changes, but uh, among the things I've been working on is still like early game, like early mid game tutorial stuff of mm-hmm. like you're gonna keep getting new moves over the course of a playthrough, and we got to show you how to use them. And one of them is like a fireball attack. So if you like, 
are charged up, and you basically like push the special attack button on the ground. You throw like a big ass Street Fighter fireball, and then mm-hmm. similar how the, some of the other projectiles in the game work, you can jump cucumber onto that fireball and ride it briefly as like a platforming assist. Mm-hmm. And so I was getting into that, and I was like, as previously the trajectory worked a little weird, not the trajectory, but the velocity worked a little weird where it would uh. And originally this was intentional, but then I decided that for the, at minimum that move it shouldn't be that way because it's a platforming thing. Where and then right now all his other moves still work this way, where they're like his regular attacks come out at like a vo- a base velocity plus his velocity. Mm-hmm. So if you do a punch, it co- it travels you know ten meters a second or whatever a number mm-hmm. I just made up. If you are dashing and do a punch, it'll travel you know that ten plus, plus the dash yeah. speed velocity. Yeah, <laughs> so you're not dashing through your punch basically. Yeah, and the and the the big fireball would do that too. So it would you it would be it was just widely variable. Like you could get another. 30% distance on it while dashing out, mm. which is like neat in some ways, but it, like deeply inconsistent to others. So I kind of squashed that because I wanted it to be like, mm-hmm. right, I want to know exactly how, like, that you could do this jumping sequence no matter where, like, what, like, your movement state was and you threw it out there. Mm-hmm. And then when messing with that, uh, an issue that I knew had been in the game for a while re emerged and it was going to ruin the tutorial where, like, there was a similar to probably the consistency of melee whiffing in Destiny. There had been, up until yesterday, a bug where if you jumped Cucumber off of a moving projectile, oh, yeah, about 10 to 15% of the time, he wouldn't continue up his full jump height. Like, he would ju- he would just not jump the maximum mm-hmm. height that he was supposed to jump if you, like, kept holding the button. And so, <laughs> and so I spent, like, five hours yesterday meticulously diagnosing, because those are the worst bugs of, like, a thing that happens a minimal amount of the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, because it wasn't perfectly repeatable. It did work more often than it didn't. And so it was just a true trial and error of like, mm-hmm. all right, what are all the different things that are called when he like changes states and like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Uh, and I ultimately figured out that it was, um, uh, intri- uh, I mean, I didn't need to get into the details of it, but it was a very, very edge case thing that like through a ton of trial and error, I was able to fix. And it appears to be working fine now. We need more testing for sure. But I was like, with it, without my fix in place, you know, I jumped off a thing 50 times, mm-hmm. and I failed about, like I said, 20% of the time. Yeah. Like, with about 50 jumps, it was probably about 20 failures. With the changes in place, I jumped off a thing 50 times, and it failed zero times. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think I solved it. But it, it, in the throes of that, I was faced with the two, like, the fucking tribulations of game dev, with the first one being like, man, for such a minor issue, this is taking so much <laughs> effort to resolve. And the second one being that, like, self-doubt thing that I still... Just like every day, I kind of try to rid myself of like when I when I'm feeling it to the best of my ability of like, not only am I spending hours and hours on this, but like also for who, <laughs> like nobody's gonna fucking play this shit. So like, why why even bother? And that's uh like that second one is just like uh like I think that kind of happens to everybody who makes anything. Preach. And if you want to keep making stuff, you just have to like find ways to power through it. Because the 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 ultimate thing being that like I still have all those feelings. Mm-hmm. But by the time I was done with it, I was truly pleased that I had gotten it done. I was like, oh, I'm so happy that <laughs> this issue has resolved and like this thing that was really annoying me about the game appears to be fixed. Like I said, that's a, yeah, like a, it's a shippable bug, but it's a shitty bug. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so anyway, what were you going to say, Brian? I was going to say for something like that, that is ultimately like as you're grappling with those with, with that, like, you know shitty self-doubt and everything you just got to go i'm just doing this for myself yeah like i i need this bug fixed for me and not for anyone else and then when you're done you're like this is good i feel good about it yeah for sure and and that's the difference between doing this stuff and like 
like other work stuff too mm-hmm. of like more traditional like oh uh, like when I was doing web development more consistently full time or whatever it was just like on the one hand it's still always nice to get something done <laughs> but on the other hand none of those products were things that I ever took like a mm-hmm. ton of personal pride in it's like all oh, this this checkout page now errors out 10% of less time less of the time I guess that's cool <laughs> uh, but with something like cucumber like I was personally very gratified to be like oh yeah this thing that I really want to be very good I have made better <laughs> But you're not you're not wrong. It's a hundred percent that like you just have to do it for you for sure. Yeah, and it, and I mean like it, that's not even like the the old like you know make art that you that you would like kind of thing. Because I mean that is true. But it's also like when you're beating your head against the wall and it feels like it's you, you're not gaining any ground on it or doesn't feel like it's worth anything. You got to just go. And you hit that point of just like, why the fuck am I doing this? No one's going to care anyways. Then you just got to go, well, this is the project that I'm working on. I need to make sure that it's fixed because if it's if it's not fixed, I'm going to be upset with it. Fuck everyone else. I don't want to be upset with it. Yeah, the, the doing the art for you that you want to see or whatever, that's the starting point. That's not right. your like driving force. Like your driving force is like, I want this to be good. I want to be proud of this. I don't want to see the seeing this makes me upset. I don't want to see this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you just have to take care of it. Sorry, Justin, I need to grab a notepad because I have like game design ideas. Oh, I'm not sure if you All wanted right. me to like yeah, no, interrupt the podcast with it. I need to do a visual representation. <laughs> okay, no, I dig it. But anyway, yeah, I think we're mostly closed just, out on I'm that. Think, you were talking about frustrations. I'm just thinking about that giant ass wall of text okay. into that one tower two level yeah, that yeah. just Go upset on. me. Just just draw draw right, whatever. But anyway, yeah, I think I think that'll mostly close out my uh my little game design tangent, but I just wanted to to throw that out there to say like those are the kind of things where, uh, for me, it's the that is the difference between, and I don't mean this to sound like I I because it's weird. I don't want it to mean this to sound elitist, although it's going to sound that way a little bit. But I do, I mean it to sound like I just want people to know what they're getting into mm-hmm. <laughs> when they try to make games. Because if you want if you try to make video games, shit like I described just there is going to happen to you constantly thousands of times <laughs> until the thing is done and the difference between people who like playing games and like and like making games is the ability to push through the bullshit <laughs> in push a way that like your bullshit is more right than anything in else. a way that like, like like playing a video game like will tax you in various ways but no, nothing quite like that where it's uh like a completely rote there are no hints there are no answers oh explicitly you just have to like keep yourself sane and plow through it <laughs> and figure that shit out. Cause I've talked about that on other, like when we've done talks at school and stuff too, of like, mm-hmm. it is perfectly okay. If your relationship with the video games is that you just want to play them. Even if it like, at some point you try to make them and you like, it's fine to learn that that's not for you. Cause it's or, not, or maybe it, it is it, for you. It's not for everyone. It really yeah, isn't. But, yeah, it takes a certain degree of mental illness <laughs> to want to make video games. Yeah. But my, my point being in the, in the context of those talks is always like, Give it a shot, but don't like kill yourself if it feels like it's not don't your thing. Don't lose your house over. Yeah, it. like if don't you if you your... get like you know a year or two in and you just feel like you're not vibing with it, like like more often than not, like don't. It's not a like a personal failing to just like do something different with your mm-hmm. time. <laughs> and it, and it's not the only creative endeavor, and it shouldn't be the and and with that like you shouldn't you know put all your eggs in one basket and expecting that you're going to be able to make money off of that creative endeavor either. No, for sure. And and the thing about games is that like I think they are one of the least linear creative pursuits you can do. Oh, 100%. Because there are so many unexpected setbacks of like things get broken and it just sucks up time that you, you know, had expected to spend other ways whereas if you're doing something more traditional like assuming everything is working correctly like you know you don't lose progress to 
like corrupted files or shit like that. Like if you're doing like, you know, you're making YouTube videos, you're making like 2D art or whatever. Like that's a pretty linear curve forward where, you know, hours in <laughs> roughly equals, uh, you know, progress per hour, like relatively consistently. Whereas the game stuff can just be so, like I said, things are just going to go wrong and you're going to ha- spend a ton of time going over things that you thought were finished <laughs> in a way that like a lot of other uh, creative pursuits do not have, which is just like, it's just a very unique frustration to game dev and software development in general. And that's definitely true with, um, with like, you know, just the nature of how programming works. Yeah. Right. You know, one change could be one step forward and two steps back or more steps back, depending on how that change ends up, you know, interacting with everything that, are, For sure. that already existed. Yeah. And there are complexities in the design space too. Cause if you have things like, you know, if you do, you have things really deeply like class-based and inheritance-based, you can make your code pretty reusable. But at the same time, if you do that, that's that's what you like. When your code is the most extensible in that way, is that it introduces a lot of risk for <laughs> unintended downstream changes to other stuff. Whereas, like you know, if you have a script that controls movement and it affects like the player and the enemies and the weapons and whatever, like you're you're at much higher risk of accidentally breaking seven things yeah, <laughs> when you're like, trying to change one. Because like going back and like. <laughs> editing a paragraph or rewriting like pages of like just a written work doesn't necessarily disrupt what came before it or what came after it or whatever you do that with like a function in code and it can just like shatter things you didn't expect like the ramifications of even just like a single line can be very stupid most of the time (laughs) that's one of the joys of programming Mm -hmm. Mm. it's uh... not just games that is just like the the art as a whole. Yeah. It's a nightmare. It's, a, it's, a, it's just a very unique discipline. So like you said, there's definitely tons of other cool creative things that can be done as well. And, and I think ga- making games is fun and cool, but it's not for everybody. No. <laughs> it's very, uh, it can be extremely frustrating. But um, Lorraine, are you good? Do you have anything to add on that front? Because I was going to segue into some of Brian's stuff recently. Um, if that's... The only thing I was going to um, kind of say on that note with a little bit of like, I guess kind of column A, column B. Like I was talking... Um, with our friend Josh yesterday about um, his girlfriend is kind of like struggling a lot with a lot of things. And um, the main thing was like, she wants to do some kind of like, she wants to write in some way or shape or form. And as someone who has been cursed with that uh, creative pursuit for the past, as I recall last night for the past six years or so, and as someone who has written, edited and self-published some form of literature on Amazon, the best thing I could say was just, just, just do it. Just start writing. Make it like a thing you do in the background. Like you don't have to like literally put your whole life on hold to do this. Like I've been doing it on and off. Like it is essentially, it's my third job. I would call it like my nine to five. I've got game design and everything that that entails. And then I also like I write very consistently. Like I'm doing it constantly. I did some for like two and a half hours or so this morning. And it's the same with game stuff. Like, if you think you want to do some kind of game, you just have to start. It doesn't have to be something you're going to ship. It doesn't have to be anything other than, I had this idea, let's see where it goes. Like, you won't know the game you can make until you, until you start making something. You have to, you just got to start. And when you, once you see what that entails, once you fully understand, like, what you're, capable of what you're willing to put your in how much time and resources you're willing to invest in something and how much you want to like pour into it then like you kind of know 
where that shakes out. And if it's games, it's going to be a lot. There's so many different little things outside of just like code and like physics, logic, all that stuff. There's so many little tiny things beyond just the start and the end that yeah. you really got to like, you, you just got to test your metal basically is what I'm getting at. And sometimes you have days like that where you just like <laughs> want to put a magnet to your hard drive and never speak of it again. And other times like you just, you have a breakthrough and you show it to like, cause we had um, dinner with my sisters and made pizzas out in a nice little brick oven over fire. And we just, we used their outside TV and played cute. Like, um, my sister was playing on there and her boyfriend was playing on the steam deck and just, Having someone be excited and engaged with something you make is such an incredible experience. <laughs> Even if they're frustrated and jumping into cacti constantly and just forgetting how to dash jump. It is such a rewarding experience to see someone get joy out of something that I have put, that we have put so much time into especially with like this project and down the drain because of their like 10-ish years of development like <laughs> the on and off obviously but like just the and the same with like gdex and everything every time we show stuff we get i get like that little bit of like very unique serotonin of just seeing someone excited about something that would not exist without me is just so cool <laughs> i just like making things guys yeah, mm. so I think I'll close that out with uh, well said, Lorraine. Bang. Um, and I'll just say that we'll have more updates coming, so yeah. if you want to... I mean, I literally did some game development <laughs> while we were sitting sure. here. I do a very uh, intense diagram. Looking forward to uh, it. But yeah, if you think you'd be interested, if, if 2D platformers are your thing, you want to try Builds a Super Cucumber, we probably have enough another one going up within the next week or so. Uh, I guess the weeks that this podcast goes up. Probably. It should be up know. by the end of that week. But we you can, if you're interested in that, you can join our Discord server. So just go to cubicorngames.com, click the discard button at the top of the site. Discord. Not, discord. Don't, don't discard the just button. Just discard button. <laughs> just throw it, just throw it uh, away. It's fine. And yeah, come say hey. Brick it. But that's, I, I think that's it for our game stuff now. But I wanted to transition into, like I said, taking some of those similar feelings because they really do apply to everything. Mm-hmm. And ask Brian, ask you about some of your recent streaming stuff because that's another thing where it's like, Twitch is that to the nth degree, I feel like, as far as, like, content creation platforms of, man, it always feels like you do stuff on Twitch and nobody is fucking consuming it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, 100%. So, like, like 99% of the time when I was playing uh, Final Fantasy 16, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't have any viewers. But that also... So, me me streaming the games isn't the point of me doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. The point of it is I'm playing these fucking games anyways, mm-hmm. and so I might as well stream it, you know? It's just kind of, that. that's just kind of been the natural evolution. I was kind of thinking about doing that anyways, and especially since I have a laundry list of single-player games to play now, like, that's just, I was like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's just put it all, like, let's stream it all, and then take the VODs, put them on YouTube, and then I've also been just chopping out chopping out the good bits and putting them <laughs> up as YouTube shorts. And something incredible happened is, like 10 days ago was my YouTube channel actually broke 10,000 total views. Oh, oh nice. Oh, yeah. That's Which, I mean, you know, r- relatively speaking, that's, like, not that much to mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, creators. Oh, but yeah. to me, someone that, like, has on and off, like, you know, had, like, a really inconsistent relationship with doing stuff on YouTube, that's a really big 
like a really big win. Yeah, and, no, that's awesome. And, and the thing is, like, something like seventy percent of that came in the last month. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna say the other the other really enthusiastic part isn't even necessarily the number itself, but the fact that like you know as you upload more content, you're mm-hmm. accruing more more engagement of some kind. Like that's really encouraging. Yeah, because I think I I actually think I hit like a thousand mm-hmm. recently. Nice, but like I don't. Most of my channel is like Destiny clips and or montages <laughs> to extremely heavy like animatic videos that I don't know. I don't watch if you're not in the right mind. Is <laughs> there me being sad? Then also some speed draws that I had done recently. Uh, the Tears of the Kingdom one, definitely outperforming all of them, understandably so, because it was shortly after that game came out. So the biggest hitters for me have been just like shorts of like goofy shit that's happened, which is like TikToks, but on YouTube. Yeah. And and it's like, I found that it's actually like, I, I've kind of got it down of how to make them and routinely get around a thousand views per video and i'm like all right well this is actually encouraging yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I've been increasing my number of subscribers nice. slash followers on stuff on those platforms and not on not on twitch oh, yeah. so i have had one guy that's been a re- recurring visitor like chatter on my stream cool and you know it's just some guy that said these just he wanted to you know support new streamers that's super and sick. like yeah. and he's uh and he's um like uh He's a Dark Souls fan, and I was like, "Hell yeah, dude!" You know. <laughs> Speaking like, of that, I, we're not done with this. We're not done with this conversation. But I just wanted to say, uh, where can people find you if they want to see you streaming? Uh, if they want to see me streaming, it's Twitch.tv/Stillsworth, spelled S-T-I-L-S-W-O-R-T-H. Nice. YouTube is YouTube.com/slash/at/Stillsworth. Super. Sweet. And TikTok is at Stillsworth. <laughs> YouTube or Twitter is uh, Twitter.com/slash/B uh, underscore underscore Stillsworth. Nice. There, there's all all, all the of things. Them. The socials. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. Like man. you said, especially because like uh, if you have like like you said, if you're putting out shorts and you're getting like those and like the hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. per one, that that's super super I cool. Wish. <laughs> uh, but I'm saying just like like to to get anything past the like, I feel like once you hit triple digits and beyond on something, you're really like, all right, at least some of the people who clicked on this didn't do it like while having a stroke or whatever. <laughs> like at least a few people meant to like push the button uh-huh. and like watch this. Uh. I mean, you know, like it, the biggest thing is like a lot of the videos are getting likes. Uh, some of them oh, are getting yeah. comments and I'm getting subscribers out of it too. So that's, those are the real big things that like show that people are actually paying attention to it is the mm-hmm. likes the you know, the stuff that YouTube actually cares about because like, you know, the engagement I like previously, I was like, who cares about that? And now that I'm like, now that I see the trends of like the videos that are doing really well have engagement, I'm like, that's it, right. it really has to do with Yeah. Like at the end of the day, right, the algorithm works a certain way. And, yeah. Yeah. Cause you're right. It's like on the one hand, who cares about like a raw number or whatever, but on the other hand, that raw number does transition in directly into exposure. Yeah. So Yeah, right. It's it, like it, uh, and I understand why it does translate to exposure now more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like I get why it is the way that it is. Yeah. Like comments. But like but yeah, I mean, more than anything, you know, it, like I said, like I'm doing this just because like there are funny things that happen whenever you play <laughs> video games and I want the video evidence of that. Yeah, sentence. I was going to yeah. say that's the cool thing about that stuff is is if nothing else, you have an archive of right. You can go back through and be like, remember that time I died to that boss like 17 times mm-hmm. and like that one funny thing where, <laughs> you know, I fucking tripped over my own nuts and then just like <laughs> failed for no reason. Now I can go watch that forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like when when I'm playing a game, especially a single player game that like and not on PlayStation, because mm-hmm. you know PlayStation you have the uh, PlayStation button to just I love record. That shit. 
awesome. which is which is really nice and that it exists for like nvidia cards mm -hmm. but i just don't want to use it because apparently it, like i don't want to do it on a computer i i like, just run obs mm -hmm. stream yeah. it record it side by side and i have been and like you know people come through people check it out i do have more uh more followers on twitch than when i started nice it not by much so. but like the discovery on Twitch is so bad. Oh, yeah, because yeah, like terrible. I said, that's the thing. I actually still, for as many problems as YouTube has, I think YouTube is a much better platform than most in terms of like giving newer creators the chance to eventually accrue mm -hmm. engagement. Whereas Twitch, yeah. Twitch feels like uh, the exact opposite. Like it feels like so impossibly difficult to even get just past, like, like searching. Nothing. Yeah, like searching on Twitch and, is and part of terrible. That, yeah, part of that is kind of baked into the system, right? Of like it's a live streaming platform, so mm -hmm. like you straight up have to be online a ton for people to be able to stumble upon you. Like yeah. obviously, you can have like clips or whatever but that's just not the same thing no like it's not why yeah. people come to that pl people go, don't come to that platform for the highlights they come to watch someone mm -hmm. doing something in real time yeah they they come to yell at hassan for being a fucking leftist <laughs> and like a champagne socialist and stuff like that right not, uh, not, but, not not to not to like watch clips of him screaming playing resident evil 4 right exactly but, but for, it, for youtube you can build like a portfolio over time yeah. like you can like you know you get stuff done as you do it you upload it as you go there's still kind of the incentive of like I do feel like very samey like similar content mm -hmm. is more beneficial than not because people like you know oh, I like this one video I want to see other things like it like yeah. I feel like it's still hard to be like a variety content yeah. creator on any platform unless it's like you're doing something with that variety like if you're like a like yeah but but in terms know, like, of like I a general video game thing like you could do like let's plays of a few different things yeah but... watching like yeah, channels like... that I found on YouTube come up like go from you know thousands to tens to hundreds of thousands of subscribers like it, it YouTube feels so much more doable to, to establish some kind of audience than a lot of the mm -hmm. other platforms that are out there and like I said you know like I am feeling that like a bit now but also like I've committed more time and effort to all of it than I ever have mm -hmm. and. I like I'm seeing the results like okay. it's it like it's nice like obviously I'm not monetizing any of it at this point and like if I do at some point that's cool but that's kind of not the expectation mm -hmm. like you said uh, nice to have like wouldn't that be neat <laughs> yeah I have clips of like things killing me in Dark Souls and like uh like by like jumping past me and making me accidentally roll off a cliff <laughs> and just like a bunch a whole bunch of stuff yeah. like it, and it's like and it gets a lot of engagement. People like that stuff, apparently. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, yeah, you know, it's it's good. No, that's sick. And like you said, there is the the added like the added added bonus of you do actually get to make time for yourself to play stuff that you have always wanted yeah. to check out. Because back when we were playing more just like less indie just stuff, streaming, more traditional yeah. games, I was like, there is no universe where I will play Persona Five <laughs> unless mm -hmm. I decide to sit down on a regular basis and play it a, as a few a few hours at a time on the internet. And I'm really glad we got through that game because I still really like that game. Yeah. I think that game's good. But but there is just like that would have never happened. I, there is like a one percent chance I would have ever finished that game if we yeah. hadn't decided to stream it over time in its entirety. And I think it took like six to eight months or something. It was a <laughs> like, while. We were we were playing it for quite a bit and like two yeah. to three hour chunks there. But we did eventually finish it. Yeah. No. For real. Like and it. It, 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 it gives you a reason to do it, like, you mm -hmm. know, to push from the start to the finish. Playing through 16 was, uh, <laughs> it being as quiet as it was in my Twitch chat, kind of made it uncomfortable at points. And also, like, running into audio issues because the PS5 didn't want to, like, you oh, know. Oh, sure. It, so, I mean, to be fair, the PS5 was jumping the audio from the, the PS5 itself to my, to my capture card to a monitor 
out of USB or out of three and a half millimeter to my sound bar. Yeah, that's a lot of so, points of yeah failure or like signals getting weirder. <laughs> yeah, and then because playing Dark Souls on my PC, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like I I'm recording the audio as it's captured, mm-hmm. separate, and then if somebody comes in and they're like, "Dog, your audio's fucked," then I'll go and unfuck it. Yeah. <laughs> The live broadcast doesn't have to have perfect audio because I'm I'm more worried about the capture. Right, right, yeah. right. Here's a li- here's a live technical question for the, f- the for the future perhaps. Like if you have to do other stuff on PS5 again, does the monitor you currently play on, like that you would have the PS5 focused up to, does that have audio out straight up? Can you just get like aux audio out of it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm using. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I would just try to like uh, in the future if you want to make like cut a few things out of that stack, I would try to just go. PS5 into monitor audio, monitor aux out into just like a splitter, and one half goes to the capture card and one half goes to like headphones, just like your your ears straight up. Something closer mm-hmm. to that to like just take some of that shit out of the mm-hmm. equation. Well, so I don't know if the PlayStation 5 has an aux out. Well, no, if you, I'm saying the if monitor, you do, if monitor. your monitor is capable of aux out and you just have the HDMI go to the HDMI audio go to the monitor, it should, that should theoretically work. I've done that, I did that on the PS4 before. Yeah. Well, so that's what I did, but because it's being captured by the capture card on the PC, it's being hand, it's running through it and then handing off. Oh, sure, and sure, sure. Yeah, and I, so, I was like, just saying if you split it at that point with just like an analog splitter, then that's at least one less digital thing you have to oh, deal with. That's, yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, like just like uh, monitor audio out to analog splitter and then have half of that, have the one split go to the capture card and one split go to like your ears. <laughs> Yeah, because I was like, well, I can just uh, I can just do an analog splitter at the PlayStation 5's HDMI, and one to the capture card, one to the TV. Right, because like you the said, the monitor. more the more digital stuff you introduce, like HDMI is a fucking bitch, and if you have <laughs> USB audio, that can be a nightmare. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Analog stuff is technically a lot easier to work with. It just has less weird handshaking and shit to go wrong. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it, I, I, I. Because we had talked about it the last time that we hung out. Like, I am going to get an XLR mixer. Nice. Mm. Uh, I'm just vetting what my choices are and going to pick one at a point. Because mm-hmm. I want to get one. With, I want to get one that has uh, two micro microphone inputs. Nice. To be able to, you know, have one XLR input for my mic permanently. Yeah. And then one that's like an XLR to like a three and a half millimeter or whatever sure. for another one in case Amanda wants to sit in I with guessed. me and watch me game and just like. You know, be like, what's happening? (laughs) Who's that ugly man? (laughs) Skeleton running around. I'm the ugly man. (laughs) Me. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, and like you said, it's just a tremendous, it is just a ton of effort and always Mm -hmm. a work in progress too of like even when you feel like you've got your shit figured out, it's like they'll, some software will update, some shit will break, or you'll have an idea like, oh, I could make this 10% better if I change a bunch of stuff around. And then <laughs> you find yourself un- disconnecting and reconnecting everything all at once. And that's why yeah, our right streaming right room has changed like 30 <laughs> times over the past like uh-huh. three years. But that's super cool. And I'm glad you're enjoying it because like, like I said, it's just, uh, it is trying to find that that line between like, oh. Uh, doing it because you're having fun otherwise and then just like, you know, being pleasantly surprised when engagement occurs as opposed to like feeling super dejected when it doesn't. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, and amending my expectations to, to strictly being, Hey, if someone comes through, I'll have more fun than if people don't come through. Right. You mm-hmm. know, cause, cause that's ultimately what it is. Is like, if people are in the chat and like, so Fro came, came through my chat <laughs> like two days ago and 
it was a lot of fun having him there because he was like, you know, kind of like mid key grilling me the whole time. <laughs> and so like, I was, I was like, dog, <laughs> but you know, having that like slightly adversarial energy, like not someone that's like malicious, but uh -huh. someone that's like just there to, just to bust your balls. <laughs> yeah. Like having someone doing that the whole time makes it a lot more fun. Cause it, it's you know i have someone to play off of then mm -hmm. yeah right because it, it, that's the other thing too is if you're playing by yourself and there's no one around it uh like it, it can just be very hard to keep up any kind of energy which can be fine again mm -hmm. if you're just mostly online to just kind of vibe and play a video game but like if you're trying to perform a little bit it can be really hard to just yeah. like i said that's where it's been useful like if, when Lorraine and I streaming together, That's one, one of us I'm can useful. right, one of us can play stuff, and the other was one can kind of color commentate a little bit. So even when there's nobody around, there's at least someone saying yeah. something about what's happening. Yeah, exactly, and they, oh. and so it's like I've been trying to work that out a little bit more, trying to coerce more people to come through and and be my uh, be my foil for <laughs> sure. Because I think a foil is the perfect way to put it. Like yeah, someone that just you know. Does, like a hype like, man, like yeah. either, either one, or like, or like a D hype man. Uh -huh. Sometimes, like somebody can do both, get you a girl right. who can do both, <laughs> tear you down and then build you back up. Yep. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's but it's it's a lot of fun. Like I, and and like you know, I hope people would be willing to check it out, even if it's just checking out the shorts on like TikTok or YouTube mm -hmm. or something, just because. I understand not wanting to sit through a three-hour stream VOD. I totally do. I don't ask anyone to do that, but if someone wants to, that's awesome. For sure. Well, like you said, I think cutting out highlights is the thing there. Mm -hmm. Of like, that's a that's I really mean, really. You smart. could even do like a when you're done with a game, like if you could, like since you have the shorts, so you kind of mm -hmm. know where the good parts right, are. Right. Yeah. You could put make a like longer a compilation. Twenty to forty-minute montage. Yeah. yeah. Of not necessarily I, the shorts, I, but like bigger things around that, like setup and like kind of stuff to it. That could be fun. So I'm I'm actually currently working on a supercut of the gargoyles fight nice because uh, like i saw how most of your streams were titled the gargoyles yeah those fucks they uh, man <laughs> fro fro said as i was texting him one time he said you know the gargoyle fight is the first time the game says fuck you and i mean it <laughs> and i was like and there's a heart yeah. after it <laughs> oh no, no no like it's like a, a, an upside down middle finger or something oh man <laughs> yeah it, but it, like it it it's it's straight up the truth like it really is like the game is just like not kind at that point <laughs> yeah, so really yeah something that's cool i'm glad you're enjoying dark souls that's a lot of and like i said i think you will for like 30 30 fps aside if you do ever play uh, bloodborne i think you'll really like that mm -hmm. too because i think i do think other than Obviously, the performance uh, <laughs> issues that come with it being locked on the PS4. Uh, that I think that in my, that is my personal favorite Souls game, probably. Uh, like, yeah, it is the so one that has the most Dark diversity. Souls, after playing Dark Souls, I'm definitely a lot more interested in playing Bloodborne. Yeah, it's really like, good. I, like I, I might even be like, you know, I'll probably be willing to look past the uh, <laughs> the 30 frames per second bullshit of it all. I believe. Yeah, it's neat. And then, then I still think they're all good in their own ways. Like I said, the ones that I put a lot of time into, I've still really enjoyed of like Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Sekiro. Mm. Uh, those are the ones, like in the three that I've probably put like a significant like 20 more hours into and then everything else I've... Do you want to know my favorite From Software game? Sure. Armored Core? 3D Dot Game Hero. <laughs> Close. I forgot that that was a From Software yes. game. Yeah. I think it even has like a little bit of a Demon Souls reference in it because I think it came out okay. just before that, that game. That sounds about right. 
The game's cute as hell. Highly recommend. I made cucumber and played cucumber as that in that game. <laughs> From Software is a weird company. They're dude. very strange. Yeah, they are. Um, That's super neat. Though. But I did want to offer like kind of. I wouldn't say the antithesis, but just like a counterpoint to everything that Brian is going through. I've actually been having some like art struggle recently because of how I've been kind of like commoditizing the content I've made between like, I mean, I've been streaming roughly once a week for years now, generally only to Brian Taylor. He was like the one person who was always in there and I mean, he's super busy now, so he doesn't pop in as much and I don't like directly message him being like, hey, I'm streaming now. Um, just because I'm lazy and it doesn't happen so super consistently. But after making those like speed draw videos, just kind of on, for fun, um, specifically for the Down the Drain one to celebrate the one year anniversary of us releasing it last month, it just kind of felt like I was like trying to decide like, do I make more of this? Is this what I want to like force myself to do? Like, do I also want to stream? Because like my streams are very low key. Like even if no one shows up, which they don't most of the time, it's just me like muttering <laughs> being mad at lines i'm drawing um or trying to like work stuff out uh as i'm doing it and like i don't know these past like few weeks like i just haven't i don't know what i want like if i want to keep like following down that rabbit hole and just making it more than just the finished piece because it is fun like i don't hate it but i also don't know how much i actually like it because it is a lot of work um on top of my already busy schedule. <laughs> and I've just kind of not drawn anything <laughs> that much recently, aside from things that I need to do for Cucumber. I'm not really drawing for fun at the moment because I don't know what drawing for fun is. Because, <laughs> like, my videos weren't doing, like, gangbusters or anything. They are definitely doing more than anything else I've put on there because they're the most, like, unique of the shit I've been doing. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. Well, like Brian was I'm saying, just getting too, inside my head. Yeah, like Brian was saying too. I actually think speed draws, like that type of video, is a like a time lapse drawing thing. Is a no, yeah, is a way cooler way to archive that stuff than like necessarily a stream archive because you're oh, yeah. you're more I, likely I to go. I don't archive like, my streams. Yeah, I've never yeah, yeah. saved any of those videos. Like, They're up for a week and then Twitch deletes them. Like, you're, like I don't with care. a thing like that, like you said, where it's mostly just kind of you're just kind of sitting there in silence and then grumbling when you mm-hmm. <laughs> fudge something up and you got to redo it. Uh, like I feel like you're much more likely to rewatch a speed draw to like oh, no. re watch your own process than like something else like that. So that's pretty neat. But yeah, I just don't know how much I want to like kind of police myself to do that. <laughs> like, do I want to just do something and not have that attached to it? Does it matter? Do I care? Sure. And you can always like you know sit down to draw, hit record. And then, like, when you're done, you can either do something with it or just throw mm-hmm. it in the garbage. <laughs> like, you have that option after the fact. I know. You just be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, go edit this or I'm not. Uh. Yeah, and I mean, a big part of that is also, like, just kind of just sitting down and deciding, like, is it, like, just, again, personally for you, is it worth the effort of, of like, going, I, like, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And, or, like, I want to do this for me. And if the answer is eh or no, then, you know, maybe not. Because like, I think I do, I do really enjoy, like, I mean, I've, I've gone back and watched. I think we, you didn't watch the last one. We've gone the and watched. The most recent one, I don't think so. Yeah, we watched all the other ones that I've done. And, like, I mean, I can, I can then give commentary on it because I know what <laughs> it was going through my head at the time. And you can see me, like, fussing with something constantly or long pauses where the like preview window changes and sifting through my millions of windows of references that I have opened on the other screen that you can't see. 
Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. I think it's also just a product of me just, again, just being overly tired recently. I don't know if it's just the heat. I know the heat plays a big part in it of just like being at work and that heat just drains me for like the rest of the week afterwards and just kind of like having a bunch of other plates spinning at once, <laughs> not just on uh, the potter's wheel. Um, that was a work joke. Um, <laughs> it just like, I don't know. I think I'm just in my head more about a lot of different things. Well, I mean, the, like you're also probably considering just the, the entire fact of like, uh, which of these, which of these like 17 things I'm currently working on is worth my time. Oh yeah. Cause it, like the heat I'm sure is a contributor to what the way you're feeling, Big time. but also like you're just doing a million fucking things. I do too many things. It's true. <laughs> like, you know, maybe do one or two less things <laughs> and it could be your, it could be your subconscious pushing back against you on it too. Mm-hmm. Just like, why are you adding this to the fucking plate? We don't need it. Bitch. Are you dumb? <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, yes, you've been my, you, you know me. Come on. This it's isn't like, news. Idiot. Girl, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, like, it, it, and it may even just be worthwhile to just not do them for a while and maybe come back to it later. Yeah, it's you know, it's on in like two weeks. <laughs> I mean, that's you're fine. A, yeah, right. You're taking a little break. Nothing wrong with that. And again, yeah, we'll probably. But I did that earlier this year when I was redrawing all the cucumber assets. It's and I like the thing is, I like drawing though. That's the problem. <laughs> like, I do well, like it, uh, drawing. It's yeah. just. There's so many hangups now, and I hate it. <laughs> just want to make things, damn it. Yeah, I mean, Where? it's like you're you're drawing in addition to, like I said, like 27 other things. Oh so God. for sure, you know. Hey, rest your rest your exploding wrists. Never, you, you know. They're exploding on their own much more frequently now. Thank you very much. I wonder why. Mm. I ain't doing <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> All I girls these days know is play Zelda, <laughs> eat Taco Bell, and lie. <laughs> and twerk and lie. Oh. Come on. We know you're twerking as you play Taco Bell. Always. I mispronounced. I misspoke it's, that. Uh-huh. It's no, you didn't. Staying. No, you didn't. Perfect. It's perfect. 10 out of 10. This is the content you can see at the various at Stillsworth around the internet. It's fantastic. As someone who has played video games with Brian for many a year now, it is well worth your effort. <laughs> well, and, a, and most times I intentionally abuse the English language, not accidentally like that. Pure poetry, all of it. Ugh. It's if the garbage patch kid or if the garbage pail kids were written by William Shakespeare. Always. Good stuff. But um. Oh, that's right. I was just going to say, like, it was fun to have this little conversation about creativity in general. Because that's what, like I said, over the last week, that's where my mind has been at mm-hmm. of, like, dealing with, like I said, frustrating other bullshit. Like, yeah. just, oh, the internet doesn't work. And that's pretty annoying. And, <laughs> and that kind of day-to-day crap. But, like, having some, uh, being able to make some progress on stuff in spite mm-hmm. of that was really nice. Uh, and I'm, I'm stoked that you're having a lot of fun streaming so far. Yeah. Like, that's really, really sick. I really dig it. Yeah, no, it's 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 a super good time did like, you um oh god i i was gonna say and the the bigger thing is like not even that like it's a good time streaming but like 
I'm I'm playing games and I'm enjoying them again for the Hell first yeah. time in fucking Lord knows how long. There you go. That's you know, not, like yeah. I don't really want to talk about it now because I haven't played really this week. And that's one of the things that, that did take away from me when the internet was down. I was I intended to play more Street mm-hmm. Fighter and then didn't because I was like, well, there, <laughs> there's no internet. Oh. I don't really feel like training mode right now. So you made me play Street Fighter while the internet was down. But that's because I knew I wasn't going to make you no, play online matches. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to force her to Street queue up. Fighter while the internet was <laughs> that's down. That's true. But, um, and fighting games are just a lot. But I, I, I that, that game has been that game has been that that thing for me over the last couple of weeks since GDX. Tears of the Kingdom, of like, BB. Uh, it has reminded me how fun it is to just play a game and have fun playing the game <laughs> without any other like uh like extrinsic motivation factors. Like, well, I need to play it for like some piece of content, or like I need to log in to go do this thing because I you know. There's a new whatever in the shop this week, and I better go pick it up. Like to to boot up Street Fighter and be like, the thing I I want to do is go play some matches, <laughs> and then I get in there and I play them. I'm like, man, this game is fun. <laughs> the thing I want yeah. to do is take my horse on a cross country road trip to take pictures and give them to stables, and that's what I did, and it was wonderful. I love mm-hmm. Marla. Yeah, she's well, a real so, one. It's the so like what Lorraine's saying and what you're saying, Dustin, is like just. Because I mean, I I need to still collect B roll for it, but I'm gonna put out an actual review for Final Fantasy 16 nice. soon, hopefully. Nice. But like, it it wasn't the best game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it also didn't have to be as long oh. as you were enjoying it. Yeah, we should. We yeah. can transition to this part of the conversation because that's what I was tr- uh, and trying to set you up for. Because I know you had been really excited about this game before it came out. Mm-hmm. So like now that it. Is now that it is released, you have played it, and you've even had a couple like you know a week or two to kind of like mull it over. Like you said, you're working on a review, but in a, mm-hmm. like a less, you know, more concise than that. What are your what are your feelings on average about that game? Like, what is your kind of like sentence worth of sentiment about it? <laughs> it? I think it's good. Okay. I thought it was good. It was a good game. It was fun. Hell yeah. So key a key most important part. It was fun. <laughs> Excellent. It, its shortcomings were its shortcomings, and that and they exist, and that's fine. But like the gameplay was fun. And it made you do things, and it put you in a setting that was actually high fantasy, and you just you just went through it. Whoop. And like, not the best game I've ever played, but it didn't need to be. Like, it, not even the best Final Fantasy I've ever played. Mm-hmm. But again, it didn't need to be. It was <laughs> sorry. It it was a good game. What, what game did you say, Lauren? Nine. <laughs> no, it was eight. <laughs> Well, that's cool because uh, watching you play little snippets of it and like yeah. I haven't that's that's definitely the most gameplay footage I've seen of it is watching you play a little bit and then I've like checked out other people's like like watched a review or two of other people's mm-hmm. impressions or in general but like that was the vibe I got from seeing you mess with it for a little bit is like especially the combat seems like a good time like the yeah it, so it's like um it's like kind of like Devil May Cry yeah plus like maybe a little bit of Dark Soulsness to it mm-hmm. but like really light like super soft. Dark Souls touch, <laughs> um, but it, it's an action game. It like it's an action RPG, and it it lets you do a bunch of stuff and just kind of zip around and be a little nutty and like yeah. you know be a silly little yeah. guy and well, twerk be, on beyond stuff. Beyond that, it looks like a it seems like a very like comboy action game too. Oh uh, yeah, which is which I which, I appreciate. I think that's neat having them because like you know they kind of started down this path way like Kingdom Hearts is probably the first Square Enix product that's like that, right? That Close. is like an, yeah. an action. I guess the Kingdom Hearts is kind of a little bit of a platformer too, especially that first one. But it's an yeah. action game where you're like you're dealing damage by like pushing buttons to do moves in real time. Yeah, 
Yeah, kind I mean, of like, like broadened out from like, there. Thirteen was also kind of a step towards that, but it was still a little like because you queued up actions like, but it was still more like stationary. It wasn't really. Um, you weren't like moving it around. You weren't. Yeah, you weren't moving them around, but you were kind of like it wasn't just a like everybody selects one thing. You know, you you like basically metered out what you were going to do, and then it happened. And yeah, then fifteen. I mean, twelve kind of had that too. Yeah, and then fifteen was like the first time a step the final further mainline towards series that and then that, i think 16 know. is more of a like more matured right uh, but just version the thing, of that idea the, if they're gonna take those games that way like obviously like if you if you would prefer those games to to go all the way back to turn-based you know rpgs of that type you know those those feelings are not going to be assuaged by no. how good the real-time combat system is but if this is the way they're going to take those games i'm glad they're iterating on those systems as opposed mm-hmm. to like really just kind of slogging it out with like oh like the three hit combo that sword does and that's like the only thing you can do in this game like i'm glad they've expanded those systems and made them like more visually fun and what what looks to be more like interactively fun like i said i haven't played it flashy (laughs) like watching you any of the combat you were doing while we i was watching uh you play 16 brian was very very flashy and and at least nice to look at Uh, i'll cross that bridge in a second but (laughs) but yeah like so a lot of it is like because like one of the biggest things about the combat system is once you understand how to string things together, it's less about execution and more about optimization of routing, mm-hmm. basically. Gotcha. To route your damage to to either like apply the most pressure stagger on your enemy, mm-hmm. or to um, or to deal the most damage when they are staggered. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there aren't. It's like the overhead of like learning how to do precise inputs doesn't really exist all that much in that game. There are like two or three things that are like that. And it, it's not even that bad. Yeah, and you don't even have to use them, honestly. So one of the videos I put out was looking at them actually having an option to disable oh, the yeah. motion blur. <laughs> oh, thank God. Because <laughs> that was fucking murder on my eyes. Yeah, games should not... If they're going to ship with motion blur on, which they shouldn't, they, they should ship with a setting that lets you turn the, turn it off. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know why games ship with motion blur, and Final Fantasy 16 was one of those games. I mean, it, right, if they it covers up, like, mid-frame rates more <laughs> yeah, consistently, I, I suppose. But I'd still rather, like, that's a, I guess that's a personal choice kind of thing, but I'd still rather have, like, whatever the frame rate is, I don't, I don't want the motion blur on personally. But like you said, that, yeah. that is the reason they do it. Yeah, it's... It, because they're like, our game is very pretty. We spent a lot of time making it pretty. And then, like, you know... Blur they, it all the but hell. It, well, and it tanks the fucking uh, the, the frame rate of the game. <laughs> so, like, then you're like, why is this going like... It, there were points in the game where I was getting... I think it was, like, maybe 10 frames a second. That's not so good. Because that game... Was it that game that didn't ship with, like, a performance mode of any kind out of the box? Because I was that... I think so. Yeah, which is also unfortunate. Like, at least it's better if they give people the option. Like, look, if you want less less particles and, like, less high-res textures in exchange for the frames, like, I feel like it's much better to give people that choice <laughs> if you can. Yeah, because, like... God, there were there were points in that game where it was, like... I I, I understand why they, why they did it. It like and what they were going for, but like, uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, I was just like, this is nasty to look at, cause, cause like more than anything, it's not even necessarily that the that the frame rates were going down, it was that the frame rates were fluctuating so much, you know. I'm trying to think. Oh, speaking of other stuff about the game in general, I was curious, what was your take on the? What is your take, rather, on, like, the story and the general vibe of the whole thing? Because in watching other people talk about it, that seems to be the most divisive thing 
by far is that like people are really split on like how grim dark the narrative is and just like it's kind of general like it's it's a pretty heavy game <laughs> yeah oh yeah, yeah. um so because it, it, it's like it's good but bad it, it, i understand that it's supposed to be a like a dark harsh fucked up zionistic like ethno state that you're in and that's like a key part of the narrative of everything that's going on and you're like trying to dismantle this you know this ethno state and the 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 structural violence that has been oppressing people but at a point you just go you know yeah like i know everything's getting worse and worse and worse but like there wasn't really any good comic relief in it Cause you know, it's even like the most serious stories need like someone that's going to like, you know, lay the dark humor and just be kind of really, uh, kind of just cut the tension a little bit. Cause at a point you just go like, man, they just sent me to find like the 14th person that they needed me to find. And they were dead again. <laughs> Real cool. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot. I, I, that, that is like my, again, from not having played it, but having basically like watched it in motion for a few hours as you mm -hmm. played it and then watched a review or two of other people are talking about. I think that is 100% my take too. And I was thinking back to the Final Fantasy product that I had played the most recently, which was the remake of Seven. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think what works about that game that I think uh, 16, that's, that's the number, right? Yes. 16. It's <laughs> okay. 16. Yeah. Yeah. Like could have take potentially like picked up more cues from that is that I think the thing that works about seven and it has other tonal problems like oh, yeah. like narratively when it does like whip pans from cloud is dead to like snowboarding and shit or whatever like <laughs> yeah. like when it, goes, when it does kind of stuff like that I think that game definitively does not work but in like especially that early part in like the when you're kind of setting up the yeah when you're kind of setting up the universe uh, and you've got like right like the you know the freedom fighters anarchist whatever <laughs> in, in midgar the i think that works in that like you know the the stakes are high and the the world is still dark but to cut that we have like a very diverse cast of yeah, characters like that have like their own like middle like they have personalities that have like you know a lightness to them sometimes and they all are very caricatured mm -hmm. where like you know everybody's got like a really definitive outline to them like it's not a bunch of the they a bunch of extremely physically two. similar looking people they were like that in the original too but that was because their polygons were like one surface <laughs> they had very high outlines across against those pre-rendered backgrounds mm -hmm. yeah it, but i mean yeah because in seven it's like if you look back at uh at big's wedge jesse i mean even fucking barrett mm -hmm. like they're all characters that like even though they're in like this dark like foreboding everything's fucked setting they do bring about some levity in some way yeah mm -hmm. that, and go ahead and and i think that is like the crucial component that they that they were missing and their attempts at levity in the game were also like pretty serious misses you know mm -hmm. they kind of really dropped the ball yeah. on their attempt at Bring it about some humor. Uh -huh. That's a hundred percent where I was going to. Because, like I said, my my take was again having not played it, but having like seen parts experience. of it from the outside. That like the party, the party in in game, the in game party, like the party of mm -hmm. characters that you kind of like team up with, can be a good way to get a reprieve from like having a really dark setting or dark darkish mm -hmm. story, and like introducing some lightness and some investment into the universe of like, all right, well, even if everybody else sucks. Like, at least these guys are pretty cool, and they, like, give me a little mm -hmm. reprieve from all this stuff. And it does feel like, uh, in 16, from what I have seen of it, that, right, they could have done probably a better job of that balancing act. Yeah, I, and I think that's, like, a, I think that's one of the biggest things that is an issue for the game is is just that exact thing of 
at points it's just it's hard to look at and hard to play because like especially if you're if you're like letting yourself be immersed and like experience the game in like a meaningful way like you know suspend your disbelief put yourself in it for a little bit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like actually like appreciate what you're experiencing for what it is and like you go there and then you're like fuck fuck this world <laughs> right yeah it's i mean it's just straight up like it is hard to sit through your for your third mass murder in two hours <laughs> like yeah. it's just yeah, a, like, it's just not the easiest thing to keep like trucking through at that point <laughs> yeah i mean it like it goes without saying even in a digital setting watching genocide is really hard <laughs> yeah that's uh, and the thing about that is to me is that it's like it's really interesting to me in the sense that I I don't feel like that's like that must be what internally they felt like doing because I don't think that's like what the public at large is clamoring for. Like I don't I don't feel like the like the people's feedback from Final Fantasy like 15 or whatever was like but like what if it were like miserably depressive? <laughs> like I don't think that came from outside the studio so that makes me really wonder how like how folks at Square are feeling and like mm -hmm. what was the uh where were the, their all heads at and wanting to tell a story that's that grim dark and uh I don't so know. I'm sure part of, I'm sure it's like a combination of like the the people of I mean, being honest, the people of poor creative business unit three. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 like work to the bone and like so I'm sure there's like some like internal resentment going on there, but like also you know, who knows like what they what was all already built when they walked mm, in on it. Right. You know? Sure. Yeah. That's and, and like, you know, how much of the world and the story was already existing and like put in stone and how much they could like influence it beyond that point. Mm -hmm. Because like, it was like, a, it was like at that stage where like, where like it had changed directors like twice. Ooh. Sure. And, uh, and like, you know, it like, the, it sounded like they were like about to cancel the fucking game. Yeah. So like you know who knows where it was at internally right. prior to prior to all that because it could have been just you know everything like everything was in shambles and the guy that they had directing it just like had his thumbs up his ass and all that and then like you know Yoshi P comes in and he's like fuck you know like he just goes outside and does the Ben Affleck meme standing out there with a cigarette, just looking dejected. Right. Cause like you said, that is an extremely like, it's an even more thankless job than like being tasked with a difficult project from the get go is like Inheriting coming on, right, coming on to a project yeah. in crisis and having to be the person who has to like organize everybody, pick up the pieces and just like, you know, stitch together what we've got lying around mm -hmm. combined with like the 10% extra we can like add to this to get it done yeah. and get out the door. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not, it's not an enviable position to be in. <laughs> Yeah, so like I, I'm sure like some of it is just the nature of like where they were at when mm -hmm. when the when Creative Business Unit three took over from the you know, the guys that were running it at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh or the guys that built it originally. So, you know, those like and then like whoever was running it previously, like who knows how much even more garbage was in there that yeah. just they couldn't do anything with. And so I, I'm sure it's a combination of like, you know, leadership at square Enix, just initially putting someone up to the task who was not up to the task. Right. And then like it changing hands two times and then them going, well, let's make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know? I wonder if they're like, if that company is still in the throes of that, or if there are like 
at any point about to come out of it because I feel like more of their high profile projects than not have been like just logi- absolute by. logistical shit shows because like Kingdom Hearts three was like that like that was a project mm-hmm. that like took ten years to make. They changed like technology two or three times and changed mm-hmm. like leadership two or three times over the course of that game. And then that's another thing where like it makes me so mad at that fucking companies like that where like they'll mismanage things to the point where like a project takes eight, nine, ten years to come out and then place those kind of expectations of revenue on it of like, well, it took this yeah. long to make, so now we need to sell twenty million copies because we took a decade to put it out there. And I'm like, no, you do not get to <laughs> You shouldn't get to do that to put that on the, on these people because you guys made uh, either empowered the wrong people or like put down the wrong directives or whatever. Uh, but like there is no like a, a game that was supposed to take four years to make should in no universe t- take 10 years to make unless there is like gross mismanagement at every mm-hmm. level of like higher order decision making. And so to watch companies like like I said, Square has done it a couple times in particular of like yeah. they will. Whoever is fucking the shit up, they will run these projects into the ground. They will take fucking forever, and then no matter what they what comes out in what state it's in or uh, like what quantity it sells, they'll be like, "Oh, it was a failure <laughs> because because it didn't make a decade's worth of the revenue back that we took into that we put into creating it." Right. It's just so fucking frustrating. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, why they it, finally decided to remake uh, Super Mario RPG because they're like, <laughs> Nintendo can just do this, and we'll get like some kind of revenue for it so like just do this make it really good and we'll get money off of it yeah yeah Why don't you like, know it, here he fucking is i i don't remember when it happened but like i know yoshi p got an evp position mm-hmm. like he's on the board of directors and shit right so like you know it, it's possible that he's gonna because i'm 99 percent sure that dude's like a hardcore leftist sure well <laughs> they're like, like that, that company they're the leadership portions of that company like the ceo position and stuff like that are taking it on the nose now of like they try to do that whole nft transition mm. for like yeah. 18, 18 months that is now as far as i can tell like sl- slowly being sunsetted in like the least embarrassing way possible where they're like all right well we're not really doing these projects anymore but we're not like outwards outwardly saying that we're shit canning at all either because that yeah. would just be too much of a black eye to take in uh-huh. public but like yeah that kind of shit is like if i were working at that company i'd be like look we're out here busting our asses Day to day, trying to make the best products we can, and you're out here doing this. pushing this stupid bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Ugh, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, so, so like you know, it, hopefully the C-suite is gonna go away there, and they get some people that like actually understand the way that modern consumers mm-mm. think, and like yeah, you know, the fact that you know, in America and Japan also like. The C-suite of every company needs to understand that unfettered growth is unsustainable, and at a point, it like, like every company is going to stop growing, and then they're going to go. Then the shareholders are going to be like, "Why? Why isn't there more money coming into my pocket?" And they go, "They're literally, we literally can't make anymore." <laughs> yeah. Right. And then they start selling off their shares, and companies start collapsing, and all that. You know, mm-hmm. like, look, man, I don't know what to tell you. We are making, we are making the horse armor for that one dude who we know spends ten thousand dollars on DLC every month. Like, we've, yeah. we're, we're at our limit. Okay, we cannot squeeze any more blood from the handful of stones that we have like grabbed in our fists. <laughs> yeah, there are only so many Saudi princes that we can make <laughs> items for. Oh man! I fucking hate capitalism. It's pretty shitty. <laughs> it's, uh, um. But yeah, I mean, so all that aside, like, I think the game is fun, and if people are interested in action games and like high fantasy, even if it's like really dark, I definitely think people should play it. 
Oh, that's um, cool. And, and right now it is only on PS5, right? So you have Correct. one avenue to play it currently, and at some point I'm assuming it'll at least get a PC port. Uh, it should, yeah. yeah. And it might go on Xbox too. Yeah, right. You never know. That's another. I think um, that I think that Sony is probably about to do that shit in a big way, in the same way that like HBO and Disney and everybody else are now like <laughs> they've learned that they've gotten themselves into each of their own boondoggles by trying to go it alone streaming. So now we're going, we're winding back to like Netflix from twenty years ago, where they're all. <laughs> Ready and willing to license out their content back to other people again just to get, like, a paycheck off the top straight up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I kind of suspect like, that'll if, happen with a lot more Sony stuff where they'll be like, yeah, just put it on everything. Like, we'll put it on our thing for, like, a year. <laughs> Which, like, the Final Fantasy isn't a Sony product explicitly, but, like, I'm just speaking of that platform mm-hmm. in general. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've had such a the long la- The Last of Us 3 will come out on PS5 for, like, 18 to 24 months. And then at, when, like, the Game of the Year edition comes out, it'll be on Xbox. <laughs> right. They're making a Last of Us three. I mean, I'm just spitballing. Okay, I was just like, I had not heard that. I was like, well, it kind of oh. makes sense after. This I'm, I'm just making stuff up, but oh, yeah, but yeah. So like, you know, that's that's where I sit with uh, with mm-hmm. Final Fantasy sixteen, and I, I'm sure like as more time passes, like, and I digest it more because like it's so weird because it kind of throws so much information at you that it's hard to digest everything all at once. Sure. Like, and especially at the rate that I played it. Right, because yeah, how, how, how long did it, you take to beat it? But I know you were grinding really hard the week or two that it came out. I think for the original clear, I think it was uh, like 60 hours. That's not short. Yike. Yeah, and then the second clear where I skipped everything, I think was 30. That's still, yeah, that's yeah. a heap of health on time. Help on time. It, so it, and, and, and that's another comment that I have on, on uh, Final Fantasy 16 is motherfuckers just need to make 40-hour RPGs, dude. Sure. Like, I I I don't need thirty hours of cinematics. Just give me give me the the wall of text that I can read through and move on. Yeah, I, I mean, I honestly, I think that's still like another. Again, we, we had talked about this kind of when we were at your house the other day, uh, just chilling out on the Fourth of July or whatever. But uh, mm. that's a lesson that Hollywood, I think, needs to learn in a really big way now, mm. as they're like things are coming in massively over budget and overperforming. Of because that was a thing. They're underperforming. Underperforming. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but that was a thing that um. Every single person I had seen who get, had hot takes about Indiana Jones, the the thing that they all thought about it was that like this should not be an almost three hour movie. <laughs> like, oh my you could, god! You could cut because I think it's like an hour, like two hours and forty minutes or something. They Jesus. were like, you could cut easily thirty to sixty minutes out of this, <laughs> and it would just be like better for it. And not only would it like apparently according because i haven't seen it apparently according to, to other folks in line make for a, just a tighter more watchable film but like you would shave tens of millions of dollars off of the budget of movies like that if they're uh, uh coming in at like cl- closer to two hour runtimes so no the, so yeah i totally agree with with that take I, I mean just in general movies that are dropping in theaters unless they are like it, i'm not even gonna get into the unless yeah that's a discussion for right in a few minutes but uh-huh. like the the standard length of movies should be ninety minutes again. Yeah, right. You, I am you should, sick and tired. If you're, gonna, if, you're, of, if you're gonna go more than two hours, like you better have a good fucking reason for it. You better be fucking yeah. Titanic. Uh-oh. Yeah, Titanic or The Godfather or you know something like actually compelling, because me watching two and a half hours of Ant Man bumble around like an idiot is not my idea of a good time. Like. If I if I'm watching a movie and it's not so engaging that after the hour mark I am like I want to go have a cigarette, yeah. like that's a bad a bad sign. And that's mm-hmm. most movies. Like I don't go see movies most of the time because I don't 
care to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's too much time, dude. Like, it, it's asking it's asking for too much time. Yeah, and for other you know the other things about it, like, uh, that are weird or just like you know that it's a a pretty thin premise overall. I will say the thing that I think the Super Mario movie got exactly right is that it doesn't overstay its welcome, no. like runtime wise. Like, I feel like it clocks in at almost exactly an hour thirty. Uh, and then you're done, you know? Mm-hmm. That's as much as you need to see, like, Mario and Luigi bouncing off of stuff and shit. Like, yeah. It does, that uh, movie doesn't need to be two hours and 20 minutes long or whatever. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> so, all right, so here's yeah, here's Yeah, hour 32. Like, so there you go. Yeah, like, it, no wonder why I felt like it was perfect, because, like, you know... <laughs> it, it was done it was roughly like, when I expected it to be done. Mm-hmm. I got to go take a shit and have a meal, and it was great. Yeah, I got to go to the bathroom and, you know, <laughs> refresh my addiction, and then I was good from there. Um... But no, so oh, I'm disappointed. Um, so I I looked up the runtime for the Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing it's more than two hours long now. But yes, it's just under. It's an hour oh, okay. fifty four. Right. Not bad. But you still. So I mean, for a movie that's about you know Barbie. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I 90 minutes motherfuckers sure. come on uh-huh. <laughs> like I will sit through it at, with a pen and paper and I will go cut this scene cut this scene cut this scene yep. hey, now here's the here's the opposition to Barbie Oppenheimer yeah that's a I think that movie is three hours long or just mm. about it's it's flagged at exactly three hours long <laughs> yeah that's which a... I'm just no <laughs> I won't see it I, like, I do I'll still want to see it but I definitely don't blame anybody for not wanting to sit through a three hour movie Oh. Well, so I, I should be clear. I'm not going to see it in theaters, sure, because I can't pause it. Uh huh. That's yeah. Yeah. No, you're not wrong though. It's just a, it's a, it's a bad trend in films all around. Like I said, for budgetary reasons and for like audience satisfaction reasons. Like I just feel like Hollywood is fucking up everything under the sun at this and moment. That's why everyone's <laughs> on strike. Yeah, I mean that's definitely a big contributor. Mm-hmm. It like man. Yeah, because I, I agree. I do want to see Oppenheimer, but like, not like this. Not at three hours. <laughs> yeah. Not in theaters. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I mean, Barbie being almost two hours is pushing it. Yeah. Hey, and I mean, so a big part of it is like, is people just kind of being okay with seeing three-hour movies in theaters? Mm-hmm. You know, it, and, and it's. I mean, it, this is a different conversation for a different topic, I guess. But like, make your shit digestible lengthwise sure. like it, well, everything doesn't thing, need to be an epic yeah the other thing there is i'm pr- i'm guessing that a lot of that stuff was just like that is a direct knock-on of streaming because like netflix was like oh tv episodes can be whatever length they want you want to yeah. put a 20 minute episode you want to put out a 50 minute episode I mean, whatever we've been re-watching oh. stranger things season four and we're creeping up on the like two right plus when the, when hour. each episode is a feature length film yeah. length basically but uh but yeah the point with that stuff being like that all right if we got somebody on the app or whatever and they're queuing stuff up keep engagement up just like the content just has to exist <laughs> like as long as mm. they, they don't stop watching we're good so uh like i'm guessing a lot of that is no length is, is that, too long is where that's come from is just like right who cares what's on screen or how long it is, exists as long as, long as, as people don't screen, close it right yeah. uh, well uh, so i mean for stranger things specifically i feel like they made those episodes as long as they did because they were just it, I'm, I think part of it was because they were cramming shit in because of like the way that COVID affected filming and everything. Sure, but even that was and, just more of like you know the kids were aging too. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, they, yeah. they had juggled like three totally distinct storylines in that season, which like I still think they could have cut probably at least one of those. But eh. yeah, 
Uh, I, I thought it was fine. But yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I, no, I, I'm Again, still I enjoying it, okay. it a lot. This uh, is our only our second rewatch because it's so goddamn long. But yeah, but uh, to loop us all the way back to whoop, video whoop, game whoop, media, whoop. Um, do you have any other thoughts about Final Fantasy before we close the book on that? Because I think we'll probably pack it in here. In no, I think I'm good. But yeah, that was uh, I. I appreciate hearing more about it. Like I said, yeah. it was fun to watch you play little bits of it. And, I'll be uh, looking forward to your review. Yeah, right. Exactly. You'll have uh, Stillsworth on YouTube. Yeah. We'll eventually have a, a more full feature-rich review of that game <laughs> in, in its totality. So check that out when it drops in a little bit. Yeah, here. like trying to, and and exactly what we were talking about here. Like I covered a lot of the a lot of the big points, but like there's just so much to like mull through internally, mm-hmm. like inside, mm-hmm. to like kind of come to the conclusion of how I feel and what I think about it. But I mean, for people that don't want to wait and listen to this, it's, I think it's a play. Maybe wait till it goes on sale. Sure. You and right. And that's like, even for games that are really good, I will never not be against to like, wait till it goes on sale. Like yeah. there's, there's so many games coming out and the prices keep going up. So like, mm-hmm. uh, if you've got stuff in your queue, play that. <laughs> And then when mm-hmm. shit, yeah. shit goes on sale on Steam or Black Friday rolls around or whatever, you know, buy another stack of things and add those yeah. to the queue for the future. Yeah, I, I have quite some time worth of games lined up from this <laughs> year's Steam Summer Sale. Nice. Woo. Very cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, thank you for coming on and talking about Video Final games. Fantasy and creative stuff and all kinds of shit. Dark yeah. Souls. Um, and like I said, oh, yeah, I think we'll... oh, go ahead. Dark Souls is definitely. Yeah. I like Dark Souls. Like, <laughs> after I beat those motherfucking gargoyles. <laughs> After I, so I leveled up and I clapped them and then I've been playing it and I'm like, I see why it's really good. Those gargoyles are just fucking dickheads. <laughs> nice. They're just assholes. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that'll just about call it a show. Uh, I expect that, I don't know exactly when at this point, but we will probably start streaming indie games again in the mm-hmm. not too distant future here. It almost certainly would have been this week if we hadn't lost internet for, like I said, yeah. around 48 hours. So yeah. that was whatever. But, uh. If you want to check any of that out, you can find it at twitch.tv uh, slash games. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, the People Making Games Mastodon, co-host, YouTube, pretty much all the places at Cubicorn mm-hmm. Games. Uh, if you want to send us a game, if you've got an indie game that you'd like to see us play at some point, email us at podcast at cubicorngames.com. Uh, and if you want to check out any of our video games, you can find the links to them on Steam by typing Cubicorn Games into the Steam browser. And Woo. I think that's all the stuff. Hell yeah. Uh... Lorraine, thank you for hanging out. Oh, yeah. Talking about stuff as always. Brian, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Much appreciated. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, again, search for Stillsworth on various platforms to put some links to find in like, his the show yeah. notes I mean, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, if you just, yeah, if you just search for Stillsworth, S T I L S W O R T H. Nice. Get him. Yeah, you should find it on just about any of the platforms I exist on. I am also on Instagram sharing pictures <laughs> of my cats. Are you on threads yet? <laughs> I do have a Threads account. I don't use it, though. Okay. I was just curious. <laughs> uh, right yeah. on. No, like, to, if you're going to check out any of it, check out check out the Instagram. There you That's go. where I post kitties. Cats. That's where I, I post the strays I have it's in it, my neighborhood. It's impossible check to be disappointed cats, by multiple cats. So. Exactly. <laughs> Content that always delivers. That's what I'm saying. Very cool. <laughs> all right. Well, with all that said, uh, thank you guys both again so much. Thank you, anyone out there who's listening. And in another couple weeks here, we will be back with more podcasts. So until then, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.